Hey, onesies, Josh Williams here, and thanks for checking out this week's episode of the One Man Podcast. It's always free and available on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play Music, and many more, as well as on the web at onemanpodcast.com. So please, whatever platform you're listening on, like and subscribe. Uh, while you're at it, give it a rating, leave a review. Why? Because it helps the podcast, and I'd really appreciate it. How about that? What about social media? Search One Man Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube to keep up with what's going on there. Get a little extra content for yourself. And finally, to get in touch, please send your emails to contact at onemanpodcast.com. You send it, I read it on the podcast, that's the deal. Thanks for listening, guys, and I hope you enjoy this week's episode. What's up, everybody? This is DJ Demers from Conan O'Brien and America's Got Talent, and you are listening to The One Man Podcast. Yeah! It's Josh Williams, and welcome to the One Man Podcast, episode number 109 for Wednesday, June 13th, 2019. Thank you so much, Wednesdays. Welcome to the podcast, One Maniverse. Thou art listening. Thanks for being here with me. What can I tell you guys? I uh, will tell you about my new job that I finally started at Air Canada, uh, training that is. I... um, I'm going to try to take the podcast in a new direction, not a huge leap different, but just, uh, I mean, I've said that several times before, but I'll talk to you guys about that and, uh, you know, let you know what I got coming up in the near future. That's it. Um, just going to leave it that way. Guys, I, uh, I want to take this podcast in a new direction. Here's the thing. Um, I know that this week, um, I'm going to have a fun little podcast for you to listen to. I'm going to tell you some interesting things, I hope, and uh, and just try to get a feel for where things are. I've still got my Invisaligns in. Those things are still going uh, going strong. Uh, they affect the way I speak, and I'm still getting over being sick. <coughs> I'm not going to make you guys listen to any coughing and hacking. I had a good friend reach out to me and say, hey, man, I loved the last episode, which I don't know why, but he's like, but it was tough listening to you hacking up along. I'm like, yeah, well, I'm, I'm sorry, and... Uh, I'm really sorry that that's what you guys had listened to. And, uh, I really don't want to have too many, many more episodes like that in my future, but this motherfucking podcast is over two years old. I have been chatting with you guys every single week, rain or shine. Um, it is the most punctual I have ever been to anything in my life. I have said that before and you know what? It is still the case, you know? It's going to be a long time before I find something like, unless I totally lose track of this podcast, but you know what? You guys are still out there listening. I am still going to keep making it, but here's the thing. Uh, I'm human just like you, you know, (laughs) I know I come across as a deity of some kind, but I'm not, I am just a regular dude. In fact, in many, many ways inferior to you. Hmm. Didn't think (laughs) you'd hear me say that, right? Uh, you know, I don't walk around like I'm on some fucking pedestal. I'm actually quite envious of, uh, of many people in my life who just have a regular grind, you know, I, I come out here like I'm all showbiz, you know, guys, I, uh, you know, I, 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 uh, what is it? I talk a big talk. I try to walk a big walk, you know, but I do, I, I do a good job of the David Copperfield here, a little smoke and mirrors. little take a look at this hand. Well, this hand's doing something else. Oh, do I ever use the misdirection? But guys, I am, I'm a regular human being with, with feelings that on a regular basis I eat and they are quite delicious but I got, uh, I got struggles and shit in my life. I got things that I, I look at and I wish I could improve. And, you know, for some people it'd be super easy to do that. And, you know, for me, it's just not. Um, so what I'm trying to say is I tend to use this podcast as like my, my public journal. 
I talk about what's going on with me and I, I, you know, I don't really go back and listen to the episodes, but if someday I'm like, you know what, what was going on in my stupid head two years ago today? You know, I can jump back to that and I can listen and go, man, I was, I was having a good time then. Or I can go back and I can listen to three or four episodes in a row where I was having a dark time. I've talked to some people that say, you know what, Josh, this, uh, the podcast, you know, I enjoy listening to it. Um, but sometimes it sounds like you're just complaining. I'll be honest with you guys. Uh, it feels that way in my life sometimes. Now I'm not justifying it. I'm just telling you that if you're writing in your journal and you're sad all the time, or you're depressed or whatever, you know, it's not like that, that journal is going to be a good read, you know, but, uh, but Anne Frank, she, uh, she had herself a little journal there, a diary. And you know, if you read that, her thing wasn't all smiles and sunshine and Hey, that's one of the most popular journals of all time, you know? So what can I say? Am I, do I, do I think that my hardships are as tough as Anne Frank's? No, I do not. Um, but I, uh, all I'm saying is that I don't want to bother anybody with my podcast. I'm not saying, Hey, listen to this thing about me bitching. Cause at the end of the day, who wants that? Right. This is supposed to be entertainment for you guys. On one side, it's people who want to learn a little bit more about me, get a little closer to what I got going on with me and my fans and that. And for those of you who I only know through stand up, I met that way. And that's how you listen. Hey, thanks for listening. Thanks for continuing to show up. Um, and I want to make this thing as fun for not only you, but for my, my close personal friends. Cause right now it seems like it's a big, uh, you know, I got a lot of friends that I don't see on a regular basis that listen to this and, uh, and this is how I stay connected with them, you know? So I want this to be fun for my friends. Uh, I want this to be fun for my, my, my fans. So we are going to, we are going to steer this boat in a little bit of a different direction. And by that, I mean, I'm going to try to just tell you guys a lot of what's going on with me stand up wise. Okay. I want this thing to be kind of like a, here's a little look behind the curtain for my stand up. And then I'll tell you a couple other, you know, maybe little things that I just think are maybe funny or interesting about what's going on with me. I don't need to tell you about my week, you know, what I did and all the things. Cause I, I'll be honest with you. There's a lot of downs in my week too, that I just, I kind of want to get off my chest, but I'm finding other outlets for it as much as this was my outlet. All right. That's what I'm talking about. You know, I go back to the, these magical people like you guys, huh? Living in your fucking houses with your families and your whatever I'm, you got the good jobs, right? Some of you go. You know, I've had people go, Josh, I could never do what you do. Listen, I could, I have a hard time doing what you do, but I'll be honest. I'm envious, man. You guys with your benefits, huh? You got a toothache. What do you do? Do you sit there and take it and drink the pain away? Do you sit and have beer after beer or whiskey, make that pain go away, put on the pounds because you don't have a dental plan? No, you guys go, huh, honey, I'm going to be a little late for dinner tomorrow. I got to go to the goddamn dentist first. I had a pain in my tooth. I'm going to see that guy tomorrow. And I go, man. If I get off my ass, I can apply for a job, right? Maybe uh, set up an interview sometime in the next month, you know, unless it's Air Canada, in which case two months after you do the interview is when you do your first day, right? You go, nah, I'm going to get a job, right? And then, oh, finally land a job. Boom. Is that the end of my dental problems? No, siree. No, no, no. You got to, you got to pass a fucking three month probation. You want benefits? You want us to take care of you. We don't even know if you're loyal to us. Have a seat. Sit down. What the fuck do we know about you? You come in here and you say, hey, man, I got a toothache. And we said, you know what? Why don't you do a little something for us? We can see what we can do about for you. You know? Uh, no. Uh, and again, Air Canada, it's six months. So, uh, you know, I envy you guys. I envy you guys that have, you know what? You have, you have solutions. You know? You're walking around carefree, a little bounce in your step, a little bit heavier wallet in your pocket, knowing, knowing where the next paycheck's coming. Man, what a luxury. And you know what? You got protection. 
It's like you've been extorted by the mob to an extent. It's like, yeah, you got nice teeth. It would be a shame if something were to happen to them. Now, I got to walk around in fear. You know, I got to worry about someone bumping into me too fast because I bust a tooth in my head. That's why I don't ride bicycles. You know, go over the wrong bump, boom. You know how many people's stories in my life that I know who've been riding a bike, went over a bump, the handlebars or a little jump, whatever, handlebars came up, bashed them in the face, they cracked a tooth or whatever. It's dangerous. It's a dangerous pool. Can't play tetherball. Tetherball is another one. Just ball goes swinging around a pole. Boom. Would it break your teeth? No. But mine have not been properly dental cared for by one of them dentist fellows. All, all I'm saying is I got I got benefits coming up, maybe, if I if I go through all my shit. It's uh it's a little it's a little worrisome sometimes in my position as a comedian. So there's good, there's bad, there's fears, whatever. Just telling you guys, I appreciate you out there listening. I hope that that, you know, things aren't always great. Sometimes shit's scary, whatever. But you know what? I got other outlets. You know, I'm trying to to talk to people. I don't have that's I think that's what I was originally getting at is that I don't have therapy. You know, a lot of you guys have like you can go you can go talk to a fucking therapist if you have problems. I can't. I got to scream into my fucking microphone into the universe while staring at the wall, <laughs> wondering if anyone gives a shit what I'm saying. You know, it's, uh, who knows? I don't think, I don't think anybody, uh, you know, you guys keep coming back. So some of you like it, but I want this to be more fun, more fun, more entertaining, more laughs, more good times, more return visits, right? I want this to be something you guys can't wait to hear what I'm going to talk about next. So I'm going to try to keep it stand up oriented. Okay, uh, friends, don't worry. I'll save the complaints and the shit stories for when it's just you and me together sitting around a fire. I'll make sure that our positive time is focused when all the shit I want to bitch about and get off my chest. Um, it, it's, it's, it's funny too. Um, I did a few things this week. I had a blast. I also did some personal things that I, I had a really good time and that's kind of nice to have some stuff that's just for me. Um, but I did spend, uh, I did spend a, oh God, I had some shit coming up this week that really drove me crazy and I'm not going to go into it. Um, but I was really fucked up for a couple of days because I started my brand new training at Air Canada on Monday. Of course, today's Tuesday, always recording before Wednesday, have this thing to you guys bright and early at the crack of hump day. Um, but I, I had an activation on Saturday morning that was stressing me out so much I, I did the whole thing, got it over with. It stressed me out a fucking ton afterwards. Um, just cause there was like things to pick up things to do. Like, I, like I said, I'm, I'm not going to get into it. I promise. Don't worry. I'm not saying that. And I go, eh, eh, no, I'm not going to tell you. And then I go for another fucking 15 minutes. All I'm going to say is there was a lot of extra work that I haven't had to do for activations, garbage communication, no training on my part. Um, like they didn't have any, normally, normally when I do one of these things, guys, I'll just tell you this, I get, I get a, I see the list of things that there are. I go, Oh yeah, I'll take this, this, and that. And a lot of them I get, sometimes I don't cause they're looking for a female or whatever. What my male privilege. No, sometimes they just want a lady, you know? And, uh, it doesn't matter how smart I am or how capable, um, my gender is what keeps me back. And, um, you guys don't know what it's like, uh, as a white male, uh, not to give a fuck, you know what? It, it's business. Here's the thing. I get it. It's business. You know, you go, ah, I want to sell beer. Well, what's going to sell beer, a big fat guy or, uh, you know, some hot chick with a big pair of tits shaking around. I get it. You know, I, 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 I know how the sausage is made. All right. 
I can't, uh, you know, I can't go on the news and complain that, uh, you know, anyways, whatever you, you guys, you guys get it. Here's the thing too. Uh, people who work hard and shit like that and, and, you know, have drive and ambition. Uh, they're not the ones sitting around complaining about all the things they don't get out of life. That's the thing. You're never going to see a successful person whining and complaining, you know, about their gender or their race or, you know, this or that. And I'm not saying those, those aren't things that affect us in life, but that's the thing with excuses, fuckers. If you have an excuse, you can just go ahead and milk that excuse, milk that excuse juice into a bucket. Hey, take that excuse teat and milk it, milk it. When you got a big old bucket full of excuse juice, you just take it, you sip on it every day and you wait for your life to get better. Sip that excuse juice. I love that that rhymes, by the way. Oh, my excuse juice. And you, you blog, right? And you, you scroll through Facebook and Instagram and you look for the new hashtags of the day and you sip that excuse juice. Here's why I'm not successful. Or you find out what your advantages are and you go, I'm a woman and I, you know, bitch, 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 men get this. Oh, what, oh, what have I found over here? I can do this job over here because they want women specifically. I'm going to do this. I'm going to go out and I'm going to put a shirt on that's way too tight. I'm going to look good in that. And I'm going to sell a bunch of stuff and make way more money than that job should be paying. Why? Cause I'm a woman, woman. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's, that's fucking maximizing your opportunity. I'm going to sit around and go, I'm a dumbass man. I don't know shit, but I'll tell you what, this mechanic shop is looking for a boy. I got a tool dangling between my legs. It ain't no good at fixing cars, but I, I could twist a bolt and walk around with black fingers all the fucking time, man. And, and, you know, do oil changes, whatever. Always Southerners in the uh, examples. All I'm saying is, um, I do these fucking brand ambassador things. I will go all over the place and hope that some of it's funny. I don't give a shit. Um, I'll also get back to more of the feedback that I've received about the podcast too. A little later on, a little later on at the show, guys, I am running my mouth. I am exhausted, but I have the energy to do this. Why? Because I want it to be good for you. Um, normally when I do BA stuff, I look and see what there is. I take what I can get. All right. I'm grateful for that. And, um, And there's even times too, guys, where it's like fucking, you know, I see what the gig is. They're like, we're trying to promote gyms and fitness equipment. I'm like, well, they're not going to pick me for that. Is it because they're prejudiced? Uh, no, it's because you can't look at a fat fuck like me and go, uh, you're promoting fitness. Do you use it? You know, and what are you gonna have? Uh, nope. Oh, okay. Well then I should buy it. No, you can't have that. You gotta have a guy goes, this is great. I use it and look how good I look. It's just the way it is. They're trying to make money. That's what marketing and promotion is. All right. That's why they don't have, that's why they don't have fucking fat people on the cover of magazines. They want to sell that magazine. You know, I, I was listening to a podcast earlier this week where, you know, there, there, there's a guy saying that like, you know, like it's funny whenever women are complaining about seeing f- supermodels on magazines, it's an impossible image. I can't live. Well, what the fuck is wrong with you? Those people don't stay attractive forever. And what do you, what do you expect? Like the same person was saying, like, I don't see Brad Pitt on a magazine. Go, oh my God, I'm a man. I'll never be. It's like, no, I get what it is. It's just that guy looks good. You know, these people won't be attractive forever. And then they got to find a way to turn around. This person specifically said that Tyra Banks, you know, Tyra Banks is, uh, someone who's beautiful and she got ahead of it. She's like, she realized she's not gonna be super hot forever. And then what does she do? She comes up America's top model or whatever it is. Like find a show where I was like, I'm going to pick the next beautiful person for supermodel or whatever it is. Like, you know what I mean? That's, that's, uh, that's fucking reasonable. God, the amount of people who are like, you see other people's success. And instead of just trying to do something that they can do, complain, Oh, who's going to hand me out something? Fuck. 
not to body shame people, but at the same time, like know, know what's going on in the goddamn world. You know, you expect a company to lose money so that your feelings aren't hurt. Like Jesus. So back to me being a fat fuck and, and not being able to do certain things. So, um, I will, I will apply for things. I get approved for quite a lot cause I'm charming. So as much as, uh, you know, not the sexiest thing out there, I'm, uh, I'm very approachable. I'm, I'm warm. I'm welcoming. I'm funny. I, I make people want to hang out and chat and whatever. Um, but what'll happen is after I get approved, you know, if usually a couple of days before the event, I will get an email with information about what the event is and what I'm promoting and knowledge on the product and all this. So I don't sound like a fucking, you know, I don't show up like an idiot, you know, uh, I'll show up at the event. The things have already been shipped there. I set some shit up sometimes do a good job, get engaged, engage, engage, sample, sample, whatever it is, you know, and then I ride off into the sense that I clean up after myself, boom, a few short hours, some decent money. Thank you for everything. This one I did last weekend. Um, the information that I got for training was, um, I got a, I, I had to phone call the person the night before and say, Hey, I haven't been trained as anything. And she's like, Oh, okay. She talked to me for two minutes on the phone to explain to me the product. And I'll be honest, the product, the amount of different products there were and everything like that needed more than two minutes. Um, I had to drive out into the middle of, you know, Canada reasonably away from my house to pick up products from some person's garage. The person was not affiliated with the company or anything like that. And I'm like, what, what is this? A drug deal? Like I'm just showing up, pulling up boxes from some guy's garage. Like, you know, makes you feel like a drug mule. You have no idea what you're picking up or what's what you're actually, I, I honestly, I have no idea what I'm driving around with in my vehicle. I know some of its product, but lots of different size boxes. It's an easy way to stash some shit, get some stuff moved around. Um, and then of course, day of the event was just a nightmare. Half the shit that I needed to do, what I was going to do wasn't there. And thank God a different activation I did stuff was still in my car because it actually ended up giving me a bunch of things that I needed to, to do this. And then when it was all said and done, I had to like, I had to repack everything uh, into new boxes, get shipping labels, send in a bunch of reports, weigh this stuff. And this is all stuff that I wasn't getting paid for these extracurriculars. So needless to say, I was stressing with this event and, um, as much as it may not sound like it at times, I'm sorry, I'm right back to bitching. As much as it may not sound like sometimes, I actually care about every single client. They're giving me good money to try to sell their shit and give, you know, have a good experience with their customers. So I care. So if you don't train me properly and you don't give me the tools that I need to make it successful, I feel bad because I want it to, to work as well as possible, which is one of the reasons my company keeps hiring me back. They know when they hire me, I'm going to do a good job. It's going to be a, a good event. So anyways... That one of those things happened this weekend, giant pain in the ass, uh, stressed the shit out of me. Um, and, and a lot of it too, because of the fact that with all these extra things I had to do for this one event that was unready, I actually was starting my air Canada job and, um, air Canada decided in the last like 72, 48 hours before my, uh, my start that I had to, uh, go and what was the last, hold on. What was, what was the last podcast? It's the last podcast, June 5th, the last one came out on June 5th. So you guys didn't even know. Um, I just told you I was going to, I had to go to air Canada and, uh, get my, um, my rake RIC, which is like the, I believe it's the, uh, restricted area identity card, I believe is what that stands for. Um, so I can be in an airport behind closed doors and secure areas and shit like that. I, uh, went down. I got that shit done relatively quick. Uh, it was actually like super, super quick. And then by the time I was done, I went back to the office of the woman who started me off. There was two other guys with me and they were still in there. Like, let's put it this way. She looked over my papers, said, 
okay, um, this is good, this is good, this is good. Uh, take this, go up to the office, boom, boom, boom. I'm up in the office for a while waiting to be seen. I'm in the office for a while um, waiting to get my card. I'm in the office for a while waiting to get my fingerprints. I'm in the office for a while waiting to get my picture taken. And uh, they're like, you just, she didn't sign. So you just need to go back down to her office, get her to sign it and bring it back up to us. No problem. I go back down. Those guys are still just sitting in there. And I'm kind of like, uh, we're talking like 30 minutes later. I was in there for two minutes and then she sent me up with my stuff. These guys are still down there figuring their shit out. So I'm like, all right. And I'm also keep in mind, this is for the $14 an hour, negative 40 plus 40, whether all hours of the night, minimum wage, monkey, break your back, crawl around job. So I'm like, yeah, uh, you don't, you don't expect the deepest of thinkers. <laughs> and that's why yours truly is there hanging out with these guys. So I'm like, eh, whatever. They didn't have their shit together. I, I busted my stuff together. So anyways, I had that stuff done and then a couple of days of this other garbage and then, all right, a uh, couple of days before the uh, training began, June 10th, Monday, um, they started sending me all these training modules I had to do, like for security, like videos to watch, things to fill out, like just a shitload of work. So I was extra frustrated with this activation because I'm doing a bunch of things like packing shit up and stuff I never have to do right before I start a brand new job that's got all these things that I, all this all these things, all this work that needs to get done, you know? So I got to be honest, it was a little frustrating. Um, I did spend some time on Saturday with Crystal and Brody, had an amazing time. Uh, fuck, did I ever have a good time, guys? I cannot tell you how much fun I had. Um, it was absolutely amazing. And I and I sat down, I chatted with Crystal about the podcast. And um, I'm going to say this, man. That woman... She, she has a way of, of just chatting with me about things that makes it easy to understand. I got to tell you when you got anxiety and, and fucking, you know, sometimes depression and stress. And I sometimes have like a victimization and, and defeatist attitude. Like she's really good at offering me perspectives and feedbacks and things like that. This is not the kiss crystals ass show, but I, I really do have to tell you this guys, for those of you who don't understand anxiety and, and depression and things like that. Like I used to be that guy. I was a guy who had anxiety has, I was a person who has anxiety, um, depression and things like that. And I used to, to look at that and go, ah, you know, like if, yeah, you're sad, but get up and do something like you, it, I'm not, I'm not trying to say that to sit around and do absolutely nothing. Like I totally get or whatever, but I get what it's like when you have just a horrible overhead feeling of like, doesn't matter what I do. I just can't succeed. You know, it doesn't matter how hard I try. It's going to fail. Like it's, it's, you know, so you might think this people just <laughs> eat ice cream. And I just, sometimes too, I think people, um, I, I do believe this. I do believe this before I just go sound like I'm all preachy for sit around and do nothing and woe is me. Um, I do believe that there's probably a lot of people that say they're depressed um, that are maybe not suffering from depression. I mean, everybody gets down and um, I, I think that sometimes people want attention. They're a little down. They just want attention and, and saying that they have depression is maybe a way to get it. However, I think there's some people that have depression and uh, myself included and there's times where I swear that I'm having a back and forth conversation in my head, trying to pick myself up. You know what I mean? Literally, there's two of me and one of me is sitting slumped down on the ground, fucking shoulders down. And the other one of me, and I'll tell you, it feels like this too, in this, what I'm about to say, 
I am a 300 pound fat fuck slump down. Have you ever tried to just pick up a dead 300 pound person and get this? The person trying to pick him up is also a big fat 300 pound person who's out of shape. I don't think I can just deadlift that weight up. And that's, that's what I'm telling you guys that that depression feels just like that. Uh, You're trying to pick up something that's almost impossible to pick up. Doesn't matter what I say to myself, the things I try to cheer myself. It's just right there back to go. Yeah, but blah, 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 you know? And it's funny. Some of you might be, uh, as red says, face palming right now going, didn't you say in the beginning of this episode to like maximize your opportunities and don't complain about your shortcomings? Like, yeah, that's what depression does though, is that depression can take you and just fucking now here's the thing. This is will. This is the one thing I will say about my my contradictory statement is um, if you're suffering from depression and you're down and this and that and you know think the world woe is me. Um, if you got the energy to get up and fucking blog and fight and go to Facebook and say much of that, then you got the energy to do something else. If you can stop what you're doing to like yell out in the world and complain about it, you know, then you got the energy to to try something else. You know, go for go do something good for you. But uh, <clears throat> you know, if you're just gonna put outward anger and shit out there, but all I'm saying is. Uh, I don't know what I'm saying because I kind of lost track a little bit. Um, I'm going back to praising Crystal is what I was trying to do is um, I have, I have some of the best friends in the world. Um, Jimmy and Mika are uh, my two closest friends. They're good to me. You know, they listen, whatever, and they don't always understand where I'm coming from. That's trying to kind of what I'm trying to get at is these guys, I know they give me the shirt off their back, but they don't always understand what anxiety is. They don't always understand what depression is. And I know Jimmy suffers from anxiety, um, himself, and I don't know how anxious or how bad his anxiety gets, but, um, it's, it's certainly tough. And, um, and I've tried to find ways to explain to people what it's like to have anxiety, how much it can honestly just fuck with you at all times. It's like a fight or flight response all the time. And I don't mean running away, but I'm saying that like when everything that happens to you, you have to think about it and like, what's the worst thing that can happen in this scenario right now? Oh my God, what if that happens? What am I going to do? And blah, like you're, you're constantly overthinking and over evaluating and you can't even just take simple information without like, you know, like I'm, I'm anxious in these trainings right now at Air Canada a lot of things going on. And I'm like, everything they tell me, I'm like, fuck, can this be taken in different ways? What's the context of this question? Like I'm, I'm making mistakes on quizzes and stuff. Cause I'm like, I'm like, well, this could be, this could be open to interpretation. And then two of these different answers could be right based on what they're trying to say with it. Like, it's just, it's just nonstop overthinking panic, trying to protect yourself, whatever. And crystal, um, understands, you know, my anxious behavior. Like it's taken time obviously, but um, I've, I've been friends with, with Mika and Jimmy for, um, in terms of spent time and everything like that a lot longer, but, um, my anxiety is fucked with my, my friendships and stuff in the sense that just, you know, conversations that, that people would say, why are you arguing when as much as it's arguing, it's also trying to understand, do you know what I mean? So if you're anxious about something and other people are very calm, like this is, this is really important for me to, to, to say, a lot of people say things and they're very calm and confident. You know, they don't always even know what they're talking about, but sometimes looking at someone who says something with conviction and confidence, you go, fuck, wow, I'd sure like to be like that person. I'd like to to have the confidence that they do. And I don't think that. So maybe if I understand why they think that, maybe I'll be calm and confident too. And then, so you'll ask questions and some people, sometimes people don't really have an answer that makes sense. So you ask more questions and then somebody their, their confidence or whatever, I don't want to say maybe their confidence, but maybe their conviction starts to get shook because they don't really have a good reason for why they're that confident. 
And so you pry and you try to find out. And what ends up happening is their their confidence gets shook. Their shit starts to break down because they don't have answers. And then it's just easier to go, ah, you just what are you what are you arguing with me for? I'm I'm not arguing. I'm trying to ask now. Nah, you just trying to be, you just want to be right. I don't want to be right. I want to understand why you are so confident in something that now after a couple of questions you seem a lot less confident in, or at least you don't have answers to. How could and that's where your anxiety comes in. How can you be so confident in something that you don't even know? Like if you know if I ask you this and you don't know, how, how can you just eh? just is what it is that, that it is just, just is what it is. Or that's the way things are. What are you going to do? Like that attitude I would love to have. I'm not trying to turn somebody into me. God, that would be such a disservice. I'm trying to be more everybody else, but it used to be that I would tell myself that it was, you know, my perception of things and why, why I just, just relax. Let me tell you guys this, when people are stressed out, when people are anxious, if, hey man, just relax, just take it easy. If that was the cure to it, there wouldn't be pharmaceutical companies making billions of dollars off anti-anxiety and depression and stress medication, all right? So as much as you as an armchair psychologist or life coach think, hey, just relax, don't worry about it, that doesn't work. Um, it's not your fault. It's not your job to deal with people with anxiety, but if you have expectations that telling someone who steals with stress, like I said, if you're anxious all the time, you're fight or flight, that doesn't work. Um, and I'm just trying to say that, that I've learned about myself that I'm not someone who's trying to challenge or change you. I, I'm fearful of everything and I find confidence once I have a really good understanding of something, when I feel confident that I know it and that I'm not going to fuck up and make a mistake that ends up costing me greatly. Okay. If that makes sense. So if you have someone in your life who's like, I'm anxious, um, that doesn't mean that they got a lot of high energy. They didn't drink a Red Bull. They're like, oh, they're, they're fearful of tons of different scenarios. I am. That shit happens to me all the time. Anyways. So Crystal, uh, over time has understood my anxiety and, uh, and she's made me feel very acceptable for having, so she helps me with the things that I'm dealing with. When I talk about the things that are stressing me, she gives me an outside look at it. Uh, understanding how I feel about it, that gives her a bit of an opportunity to go, are you worried about this? Are you worried about that? Cause maybe this is the, and it just helps me step outside the, 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 I guess, anxiousness. I was going to say panic, but I'm not really panicked or may, maybe I am. Maybe I just haven't come that far with my anxiety that I can just admit that. Yes. Yeah, sometimes I just fucking outright panic. <clears throat> Anyways, we talked about that. I told her how you know, I wasn't happy with the last few podcasts because she listens and, uh, and I'm grateful for that. But I, for all of you guys, like I know they haven't been good and they, I have not been excited to do them lately. Their, their homework, their work. I, uh, you know, I, I don't have, I, you know, I've been so stressed about this Air Canada job starting. I've been stressed for like, it was two months from the date I did the interview to the day I started two months. And that whole time. I couldn't really commit to much before or afterwards because I was told that I would need to be available for all sorts of different things. So, um, finally found out what my schedule is and everything like that. So I can actually start booking work in other events and comedy around it. And, um, yeah. So, um, talk about the podcast. Um, Crystal was saying how she really enjoys the episodes where I have other people on. It's exciting. It's more engaging. And I totally agree with that. Um, I don't know if I've, I'm sure I've mentioned this in the past, but the reason I do one man podcast guys is because, um, moving around and being on the road and, uh, and being busy and stuff all the time and never really knowing exactly when I'm going to record it. It's difficult to 
every single week, be on time, and then have whoever's going to be with me to actually be on time as well, right? People's lives fuck up, things need to get moved around, and then maybe someone needs to move something around, or it becomes, you know, day of, it's got to be done, and then all of a sudden, ah, this person can't make it, the car's not working, or, or something came up, and then it's got to be just me. Well, or or you don't have a podcast that week, because we weren't available. So, one-man podcast, nice and easy, it's me. That's what you should expect, just me. And if I have a guest on with me, bonus, bonus surprises. It's not a disappointment when it's just me. It's a bonus when it's somebody else and a pleasant surprise. Not to mention when I have guests, that's also a bonus, an extra episode where you can just listen to me and another comic talk and shoot the shit. It's a great, great bonus. So, um, I'm going to try to have more guests on. Um, I got lots of you listeners who are friends of mine that chat with me. Come on the fucking podcast. Tell me when you're coming to town. If I'm coming to your town, tell me. We be co-host the, the episode with me. We'll fucking shoot the shit about the fun stuff going on. We'll talk about yada yada yada. I just want this to be more entertaining for you guys. So that's what I'm getting at with uh with the podcast is I want to talk stand-up. I want to talk what's going on with me in my life and but the big ways, you know what I mean? And uh so for stand-up guys, I am working on uh, new material. I'm writing down notes. Um I have been busy in the last week. I'm sure if I really, really tried my heart of hearts, I could have squeezed an hour or two out for writing. Um, haven't done my writing exercise in a while, but it's great. And it's really, it also helps with the anxieties, just getting all the fucking wacky thoughts out of my head. But uh, I need to uh, write more. I'm looking at recording an album in the fall and I need to book that date. So just giving you guys an update, I need to book the week at absolute comedy in Ottawa. I need to book Dean, the, the sound guy to record it. I need to get my hour sort of listed and mapped out so that I know what, what material I'm doing for the special and, uh, or sort of the special, the, uh, the, the CD, the album, uh, I keep saying special because there's so many specials recording, but, uh, but yeah, for the album, I will give you guys all the details as I have it. I'll tell you how things are coming along. I want you to get excited for it. I'm excited to do this. I'm excited to have an album out. So that, you know, if I get hit by a fucking bus, um, I've left something out there. Something I created is out there for people to enjoy even after I'm gone, uh, much like this podcast. So I will tell you guys about that. And, uh, before I start moving things on to the uh, later part of the podcast, I just want to take an opportunity to tell you guys some of the fun things that I've had going on with the, uh, Air Canada job. So I, uh, watched a bunch of training videos and stuff before my first day and started to get really stressed out because they show you all sorts of things that were not really described to us. So they did show us, uh, packing the bellies of planes. They showed us how to like haul these big containers off the, off the plane. If like the automatic rollers break down. So you're like, look at these guys hauling these giant fucking containers. Like think Think about something maybe half the size of those Velociraptor cages at the beginning of, of Jurassic Park. Just imagine hauling one of those things off of a, a thing. They're all except it's not a cage, it's a it's a can container. So um that. Um I'm watching them do videos where they're where they're um sucking the shit out of the plane's like septic tank, how they're dressing up with these big hazmat I'm like, oh my god. So I'm, I'm finding out all these different jobs that I didn't even realize were a part of the same job in my head. I'm going, these are, I have to do all these in a day. This is so much fucking work. How is this going to work? You know, what are my hours going to be? You know, and I'm doing this all for minimum wage. Like that, that shit I bitched about. Well, I went in and I, and I wasn't even sure how many employees I'm like, how many employees are there? Like, is there like three of us all day? And we're all fucking doing a million things, on all these planes. Like how hard are we busting our, our backs and, and how fast are we moving? Am I going to kill myself doing this? Am I going to aggravate a hernia or something like that? Like it's, it's. 
it was a lot of thoughts going from my head. Fight or flight, panic, 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 right? Your average person, well, I want to go take a look, see what's what. Nope, me, panic, panic, panic. Can I do this? Am I capable? Panic, anxiety. That's how it works. So I go in, there's like 50 fucking guys there. All right. That was the first thing we're walking through the back and I'm like, oh fuck, this is cool. There's me and two other guys in the class, by the way. And, uh, I'm walking through the back, see all these guys. I'm like, how many employees in any given time? And he's like, just, I'm like, just a ballpark. And he's like, mm, 40, 50. I'm like, that's tons. Like, yeah. I later learned that like each one of us, when we, when we bid on our shifts or whatever, um, we, uh, we get like a designated shifts. So you're doing like a job. You might be working on like a baggage, a baggage, uh, not cart, but, uh, I guess rack, whatever that thing is that turns around, like the baggage, baggage ramp or row or belt or whatever, that thing. So like, and they go like inbound and outbound. So, okay. Outbound would be like all the bags getting ready to go on planes. So that could be you for six months, your job Monday to Friday, you know, uh, is to stand at this belt and just put shit on, on carts and someone else's job is to take those carts to the plane. And then three other guys jobs to get them up the, the belt onto the plane, stocked away. And that's it. And that's all, that's all you do for six months. And then you bid again. Cause it's all unionized and all sorts of bullshit. I got, I got a lot of bullshit. I can tell you guys on this one, but I want to keep it short. I got burgers. I want to go out and cook. You know, I got, I got, I got a life that I'm looking forward to going and living. So the morning I woke up to go do this, I was kind of like in my head, I'm like, Oh my God. I don't want to do this. And, um, and I had a conversation again, that was really, um, that was really good. And that made me feel like, you know what? I can, uh, I don't have to do this if I don't want to, I don't have to break my back or whatever. So the morning of, I was like, you know what? I I really don't think I want to do this. I want to go out and I'm going to check it out and I'm going to go through the training and everything like that. But you know, I might not like this. Well, uh, I've been there for two days. The training is 6 a.m till 2 PM. So it's eight hours and it starts at six in the morning. And I'm sorry, I'm, I'm not a morning guy. Oh, telephone. Let's see who this is. Josh speaking. You're on the one man podcast. Hello. Yeah, Josh. Not bad, buddy. Is that you, dude? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm right in the podcast. I'm just starting to talk about the training. How you doing? Yeah. Give me one sec. Let me plug you in here. Give me two seconds. We'll get you, we'll get you right in and good. Ladies and gentlemen, my, uh, one of my two colleagues that I'm training with Daoud, the one I like spending time with and talking to is calling into the podcast live. What's going on, buddy? I was just calling, uh, cause I called IBM yep. and, uh, they told me that it's a technical issue and they sent a troubleshoot problem to the ACU. Okay. So they told me to wait, but I don't know if that's going to fly tomorrow. Well, if that's what they told you to do, can you ask them? You were already on the phone with them, right? Yeah, yeah. I got a ticket number from them and all. Okay, that's perfect, dude. Then that's perfect. If you have a ticket number, you're fine. They can't give you shit for that. Yeah? Well, yeah, because you can prove that you called them and that you couldn't resolve it yourself. You have a ticket number. I took a screenshot of the call, too. I was on the line for like 30 minutes. Okay, no, dude, you'll be fine. If he gives you a hard time for that, then it's not worth it. So I'm going to keep you, can I keep you on the line for a second? You'll be a part of the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. So I was just telling everybody how, uh, the morning that I got ready to, to do the, uh, to go to training, I was like, yeah, fuck this. I'm not going to like it. I'm just not going to do it. I'll go through the training. We'll see what's what and, and go from there. Yeah. And, uh, when I was, uh, when I was walking through the back and I saw all those guys, I'm like, oh, this isn't going to be that hard at all. Um, well, not, not that it's not gonna be that hard, but it's not going to be, uh. 
it's not going to be the fucking running around doing 50 jobs, me and two other guys all day long. You know, Getting the, toilets and everything, yeah. Yeah, because we've been watching the – so for, for anyone, just a little bit of, of context on uh, on what Dode's calling about is uh, his online training isn't working for him. So they have no problem just being like, hey, uh, train. Uh, we got the, these 15 things you need to do. And then the next day they'll send you another email saying, can you do these 10 things? Uh, make sure you read all 89 pages of this PDF. Have it all memorized too, by the way. And uh, – <laughs> Yeah, so when we and we got into that there was there was a lot of guys, let's put it this way, the the, the team that they had there didn't look like they were all uh Harvard graduates. You know what I mean? No, it looked no, like No, it looked like people who had GEDs like me. Um and we're like, I'm like, all right, these are guys that look like they belong in a grunt job, you know, like like a bunch of mechanics walking around that aren't actual mechanics. Yeah, like today people were sleeping in the lunchroom. I think I had a blanket and a pillow. Oh, yeah. Every time I see employees of this place, they're all laughing, shooting the shit. Uh, you know, it's not it's not the fearful, fast-paced thing that we were led to believe. Yeah, um, definitely not. Yeah, so I, I'm feeling like uh, I'm going to stick it out, and we'll see if these guys are fucking the dog all the time. I know that's something that I'm capable <laughs> of doing. Yeah, exactly. Perfect job for me. Yeah, but I haven't told him what in class has been like. So maybe you want to stick around for that and see if see if it's accurate. He'll be like my uh, my Ed McMahon and for some of my young people, my Andy Richter of Conan. Because the <laughs> class the class has been uh, fun. Uh, like our our instructor Corey's great. Yeah, I think he's, he's great. Best. He's got a great sense of humor. He him and I are making dick and cum jokes and hold my pocket prison jokes and shit like that all day long. He's yeah, great. He's a great he, trainer. Yeah. He knows, he knows when to shut down the shit too, but, but, uh, and Dawood's great. Dawood says nothing. Like I didn't even know. I thought maybe someone had cut on his tongue in, uh, in Africa, you know, maybe he's tried to steal a loaf of bread. They cut out his tongue. Cause he didn't say anything. He didn't say anything for like the first half of the day. You know, when you do it was so quiet, I'm like, that could just be the lack of the tongue. But he, uh, no, no, no. but he's got I a tongue. I yeah. <laughs> he's just, he, yeah, he's, he's quiet. He's like, I'm going to feel out these two motherfuckers. Um, yeah. this, this fat guy's crazy as fuck. Everything he says is about <laughs> whatever dicks. I found, and... the, I found the funny one out of the two though. What's that? I think. I think I found the funny one out of the two pretty early. Yeah, exactly. Cause we have another coworker and I won't say his name and I don't like to, I don't like to talk shit about people cause I always feel bad, but but this guy, let's put it this way. Corey says to us day one, he's like, you know what, guys? There's only three of you, but a lot of our classes, you know, we've only had, uh, you know, we've had, we have, we have very few people that, that finishes. Like it, was, it used to be 50, 50, the amount of people that would start, you know, there'd be half left by the end. Now it's, you know, 25% of people that stick around. And he said, you know, he goes, that's, you know, different reasons. Some just don't show up. Some can't pass the courses, whatever. Um, I'm trying to keep in mind to all the different things I'm talking about. So I don't go off the, the too many different directions and not, not remember to come back to them. But, um, he goes, yeah, some of them are just, he goes, he goes, you know, young people can remember stuff. Old people can't seem to remember very much. Cause maybe it's not been a long time since they were in school or whatever, but he's yeah. like, yeah, some no show, some can't pass the tests. Um, and that's, and the, the rule they told us is like, if you fail two more than two tests, you're out. Yeah. I don't think you, I don't, I don't think if you fail the second test, you're out, but like you, you can fail two and then you're done. No, I think you said as soon as the second one fails, like he's going to tap you on the shoulder and like, oh yeah, like, beat it. Yeah, like, beat it. yeah. Take your lunchbox and go talk to it on the way out. You're gone. Uh, but to be honest, I think one of us might leave tomorrow. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, the two of us. 
No, not of the two of us, out of the three. Yeah, exactly. Well, this guy, I mean, hey, it's one test tomorrow. I think there's only one test, so he's got an opportunity to get a few more in there. Yeah. But uh, one, yeah, like that's the thing is is uh, one of our one of our tests, members. Two tests. Well, we've done two quizzes so far. No, 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 I know, but the strikes thing, like, Bud already has like two of them, right? Oh, I don't think so. I think he just gets told. I don't think Corey's keeping track of them. Oh, you don't think so? I don't think so. I think he's just trying to tell him, like, he, I think he knows he's going to be able to kick him out for the tests. So he doesn't have to do it for the phone stuff. (laughs) You know, and he he did, I think he did mention yesterday too, that he's like, I'm pretty lenient the first days, you know, like while people are getting used to it. But then after a couple of days, like, all right, that's it. You know, not to have your phone. I've, I've, I've shamed you enough. And it's not hard to remember, put your fucking phone down, you know, don't pull it out in the back. So. But, um, yeah, treat it like your penis. Don't pull it out here. Um, <laughs> you know, Literally. but, uh, our colleague, he's a nice guy, but I think, uh, I think sometimes, you know, sometimes when, when someone like me is around, who's super fucking hilarious, what can I say? I'm too, I'm too <laughs> fucking, <laughs> the problem is, uh, you know, uh, other people try to replicate it. Luckily, dude. He's terrified to talk in public. Somebody, somebody beat him a long time ago, and it's just you know, he's just learning to love I again. Have strict parents. I have strict parents. So. Do you have strict parents? Like, no talking in the house. Uh, shut That's the fuck exactly up. Go play FIFA, Fortnite. Uh, yalla. <laughs> um, but uh, so like the whole Russell Peters thing, like you know. Oh really? They real? Are they serious like that? That's hilarious. No, no, not anymore. I'm a big boy now. Now, yeah, now you can knock her out kind of thing if your mom gets, yo, you're going to get beat. You're like, yeah, crack your knuckles and give her a look, tilt your head a little bit, and she backs down. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and now it's that point. We don't get scared no more. That's right. You know you can take her. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> she pulls out a belt. You pull out a wooden spoon. You're like, let's do this. Mortal Kombat 11. Um, <laughs> but... Uh, yeah, our our colleague man, like he cracks jokes, and and it's fuck, it's. I, I mean, I'm glad you're on the line because otherwise I just sound like a cunt. Just just yeah. running this. I, I actually don't think I have the. I think the fact that you would laugh and agree while I say this basically lets people know that it's not. I'm not. I'm not making it up to be a prick. No, no, no. like personally, him himself, he's a great guy. He's a very good person. He's a very yeah, good person. He's a great guy. It's just. But he's how fucking. He tries to... Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know. oh yeah, our instructor, oh, I'll fucking tell these people right now listening, our instructor will flat out, like say, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm garbage at coming up with examples. Cause even when I make the example, I end up trying to do it the right way and not like the yeah. actual thing I'm trying to underline, yeah. but he'll be like, anyways, yeah, on the, on the plane, the front's called the, the toe hitch and it, it parks in the, the second slot. Um, and the guy will go, wait, but where do you put the thing? He's like, the, what, the, what It's like the toe hitch. He's like. You you put it in the second slot, oh, because you because yeah. I didn't know. He's like I literally just said that, <laughs> like, and I and I honestly, kinda... that's not even a good enough example of how like direct, because even that sounds like someone go well, how, well, yeah, you might not know. I'm like, no, we're talking like you think of something obvious, like like he'll be quizzing all three of us, he'll have yeah. answers in the bar. Okay, uh, so guys, uh, we got six examples here. Who uh, who can give me an example of one that's a dry cell battery? Doubt that was like the first yeah. one, the lithium ion. Perfect. Uh, Josh, I'm like, uh, the middle one says right there, it's the, uh, you know, the dry cell or whatever. Okay, perfect. Dry gel, yeah. And then third guy, staring, 
stroking his beard, staring, staring, staring. He should just hop out. He should just hop out with like. That and then the again. yeah, and then the trainer will be like, be like, yo, he's like, you there? He's like, hey, what's up? He goes, he goes, yeah, go ahead. He goes, no, no, you go ahead. Like it's you. We're oh, okay. And then he'll pick the wrong thing. <laughs> like you're like, oh, for fuck's sakes, like. You should try that thing that you're talking about today. Like, you know, the, ah, like, okay. Oh, no English. Uh, no English. Yeah. I was telling my listeners about Java doing that last week. No English. Um, it's, it's funny because like, and then, you know, we're, we're learning about fire extinguishers today. He's like, oh, I pulled one one time. And you're like, really? Well, no, you're not like, really go on. Um, and you're like, yeah, I was working in this building. Like, and it's like, and they'll tell like, uh, like no word of a lie. Five minute story, which doesn't sound like a long story, but when you're not supposed to be telling stories in class, a long a story a long about time. about how he pulled, you know, just to try a fire extinguisher and see what it does. Yeah, exactly. You know, and it's just kind of like, buddy, you're killing me. The no, stories. A story for literally everything. Yeah, everything. yeah, like it's a nonstop like stopping the- stories that go nowhere, and then like like, like no word of a lie, that- no word of a lie. Corey was teaching us something was saying something and then he goes, how come Italians like Subway? No word of a lie. How come Italians like Subway? And Corey's like, I'm, I'm sorry. How, how come Italians like Subway? And I honestly, I, I very first, the first time he said it, my first thought was like, why is this information important to you right now? And why would you expect Corey to know it? The second time he said it, I'm like, oh, he's pitching a joke. So the, the, this is what I'm thinking. Of course, I didn't say this out loud. You know, yeah, why, like, like, why does this motherfucker not, yeah, I'm like, what the fuck is he talking about? Why does he, and then the second time he says, I'm like, oh, it's a joke. He's doing a joke right in the middle of the instructor. The instructor goes, I don't know why. He goes, cause it's the only place they get 12 inches. And then nobody it laughs. The quietest classroom. It was like, yeah. like nobody. Yeah. It was the quietest the I've teacher. been. And yeah, then, and then the all I said was, yeah. And then all I said was, I don't think I'd open with that. <laughs> yeah, that was, he's like you made a not funny joke, hilarious. Because I was laughing at that. I just thought, like, what the fuck is going? Yeah, and Corey laughed too. What <laughs> the fuck is going on in that classroom? I'm telling you guys. And then, unfortunately, both me and this gentleman shit the bed on the first quiz because it was six o'clock in the morning. Do you know how many people yeah. have told me today, "Who the fuck?" Like when I'm like, I failed my quiz. They're like, "Who the fuck expects you to be up?" aware and able to learn at six o'clock in the morning. I'm like, I don't know. These air Canada guys, they want to make sure the people who are, who are putting toxic was, chemicals on planes for minimum wage are uh, aware. <laughs> no, honestly, I was talking to a couple of pals of mine when I got home, like, you know, I was just venting to them and I was like, bro, air Canada, they expect you to be like, so on the point And it's like 14 bucks and you're carrying bags and five weeks, you can't even miss a day. And like, you only have two strikes with tests and they were completely shocked at the whole thing. They were like, is this actually a job or I don't understand are you applying to university? Like what's going on here? Yeah, seriously. Am I diffusing were- a bomb right now over the phone? Like, yeah, exactly. No, everything, uh, everything's a little ridiculous. Part of me thinks that like they keep, they'll say that shit to try to scare you, you know? Yeah. So that maybe someone who's like a little intimidated or whatever will just fuck off. And they're like, that was a test. If you're scared of, you know, shit like that, then, you know. To be to be honest, my whole thing in my mind is, like, they don't want nobody to pass. Because maybe union will try putting the wages up and then. Oh, yeah. There's more people coming in from them. Like, you know well, mean? there's a million things, too. People. There's a million things, too. Like, we could bitch. Like, another thing they told us, too, was they're like, oh, how do raises work? And they're like, well, here's the thing. 
you're not actually paid $14 an hour. And I'm like, what? He's like, you're twelve seventy five. I'm like, you bullshit motherfucker. He's like, no, no, you you get paid fourteen dollars an hour, but your real pay is like twelve seventy five. Yeah, but you get subsidized. So like, just know that like I, when you hit like two thousand hours, you get a raise, but that raise is on like twelve seventy five, so you won't see it right away, and it's still subsidizing the difference. And then this that. And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, what the fuck is that? If you're paid, if if minimum wage is fucking fourteen bucks. Then minimum wage is 14 bucks and you're paying me 14 bucks. If I get a raise, I'm getting a raise on $14. I go, what business, I'm sorry, I'm screaming at you by the way, but I'm like, what business would be like, oh yeah, no, we're paying minimum wage. They'd be like, ah, I'm paying them two bucks an hour. You know, I'm subsidizing yeah, yeah. the rest. Oh, we're subsidizing the rest, but guess what? I'll give you a raise every year. How? I'll give you a fucking dollar raise every year. You don't even have to do anything. And then in 15 fucking years, you know, you'll see your first actual raise because we'll finally be over minimum wage unless they raise minimum wage again. And then I'll just never give you a raise. I'll just act like I'm a fucking hero. Like what business wouldn't do that shit? There's something fucked up about that. I, I can't believe that's legal to be like, we're paying you this much, but yeah, we're really exactly. paying you this much. No. Yeah. You're paying this. It's not a raise. If and the money doesn't get fucking raised, that's what the definition of the goddamn word means. You fucking read. You, you re- ridiculous too. people. <laughs> you have to remember too that we're part time, so we won't even see the raise for the first two thousand hours. Yeah, exactly. Like Which we did like the we did the math. Two years, or sorry, uh, four twenty hours a week times you know whatever fifty six weeks or whatever is uh is like nineteen hundred. So it would take two years, a little over two years, to get a raise, and the raise could be a fucking quarter. Congratulations, you fucking bag monkey. You made another quarter. Ah. (laughs) All fucking excited, throwing shit and semen. Uh, (laughs) Bring down the house. You know? Something else we found out, too, is that, like, the shifts are, like, five. They call them five on, two off. Five days on, two off. And they're, like, the way they do it is, like, you work five four-hour shifts. Oh, my God. I, I can't do that. I, I would work six hour shifts and less of them part-time who gets a part-time job five days a week. Yeah. You know what I mean? To work as few hours as possible. I want to drive all the way out to the airport to work four hours, turn around and fucking come back. You know, yeah, wanna, most, that seems yeah. ridiculous. Like I was hoping to work three days at eight hours and I'd be like, I'd be yeah, fine exactly. with that. That sounds reasonable. Yeah. So we're like finding out all sorts of shit. Shifts, or maybe two 12 hour shifts. Like, Something reasonable that you have to be there every single day. Yeah. Just to get 20 hours. <clears throat> and the funny thing too, like we were, we, we've been hanging out. I didn't tell anybody this yet, but we, uh, the funny thing too, is we go on these breaks, but what happens in the breaks, we all, we have to wear our, our uh, you know, hazard vests, even in the back area, like walking from the classroom back to the front where we're allowed to be. But our instructor doesn't come out there with us and go get lunch, whatever. He stays in the back area. He actually goes past security and buys coffee and shit there. Lucky him. I'd do the same thing too. But the funny thing is we have to keep our passes on us and our uniforms or whatever. And I was joking earlier today that like when you, you know, the way he just drops us off in the front for half an hour and then comes back and gets us, even though we're like, well, we're not hungry. We don't go anywhere. It's like, yeah, too bad. Stay here. It's like when you drop your kids off at Ikea and they put a fucking a vest on them. You know, so, you know, we know it's with him. We're walking around these big trainee vests all over the front of the airport, like idiots. And then, you know, he just comes back for us in half an hour, like a dad who's gone shopping, go have lunch, drop your kids off at the fucking daycare. You know, it's fucking, it's hilarious. So we're just sitting there killing time, but you and I were shooting the shit earlier today saying that our colleague with the level of questions that he has and stuff, again, nice guy, very nice guy, guy, but he's not going to make it. <laughs> you know, yeah. I just I just don't think I, he's gonna make it, and I, I, I think if we're that taking bets, I got first week. 
I just think like I was saying how like he'd be a very successful, you know, Tim Hortons manager or something, McDonald's manager. Like again, if he's if you're going for a minimum wage job, why not go for the ones that you know are gonna be fucking easier? The ones that you're not gonna get sucked into a jet engine or you know, spill yeah, anthrax all over yourself or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's about right. You know, and I I, I for- I'm terrified. I'm terrified to get my fat fucking ass stuck in a sucked through an engine didn't turn into salsa it's a very real thing apparently some some maintenance guy wasn't paying attention to montreal and he got killed i'm like yeah, yeah that, that could very easily be me and then of course when he said lots of times someone's not paying attention someone else grabs them i'm like fuck yeah. i'm gonna be the guy who just didn't have a dude around to grab me like every single time we're in that classroom that's all i think about really I, just getting yeah, sucked into a fucking engine they were doing like the radio cold and like driving on the tarmac yeah, I was like, oh my god, they're gonna pull me over and take my license within the first five seconds. Maybe because I'm black, or maybe just because I was doing the wrong thing. We have to see. Yeah, man, it's uh, there's a lot again for minimum wage. There's a lot of things to stress about, and for somebody like myself who already has anxiety and shit, I don't need that in my life. But yeah. I'm still gonna stick it out. Still gonna stick it out. See, maybe that'll be how I, I get to an end. But I'm hoping that that if I get sucked into an engine, maybe my fat ass will clog it up or something and I'll inconvenience 150 people on a plane. At least they'll have to wait for another one to come while they're, while they're cleaning the salsa out of the fucking uh, turbine. <laughs> well, you're right, you're right, you're right. You know, but we were talking about how our, uh, our colleague, you know, I think that got me talking about, uh, what was it? McDonald's and, and fucking Tim Hortons and all that, where I was just saying that like, I wish, I wish I looked like a minority. I really do. Because I just think that I feel like, uh, I feel like I could get away with this stuff, you know, and I'm sorry to repeat what we already talked about, but I just, I thought it was so fucking funny. You know, I think, I I think the listeners will really appreciate this little bit of racism from me. And I don't even think it's racism. I think I'm actually, I'm supporting the fact that it happens. It's, it's life, man. Sometimes people can't speak English well, you know? And that's the thing. If I, if I looked like a minority, like I've had times when I was a young kid and I was being a dick. Like I'd walk up to an Asian guy, you know, and, and he'd, you know, I'd say something, you know, hello, how are you doing? And he'd be like, I'm good. I'm like, oh fuck, you're, you speak perfect English. You have comp, you know, you know exactly what I'm saying. You know, whereas yeah. when you look at somebody, you assume they're going to be like, oh, hello, ha 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 ha. Like I've had Asian people just laugh and nod at me because they didn't know what the fuck I'm saying. I'm like, yeah, but at least they're being positive about it. They're trying to keep things, you know, oh, they're agreeing and they're very happy to hear it, you know, whatever. They don't understand it, but they're happy and they're nodding, you know? Yeah. But I'm like, so, you know, like you just, but sometimes you see somebody like, ah, you know, you wouldn't know if they were like, oh, don't know English, you know, you go, okay, you know, the, you know, you'd believe it. But if I worked you at a fast food, cause I'm, I'm quickly learning that I, I'm no better than a baggage monkey, right? Like yeah. if this is the best I can do right now in life, who the fuck am I kidding? You know? So I'm going to sit there and I'm going to, you know, I would love to get a job at just a, if I'm going to work minimum wage rather than getting sucked into an engine or have a shit shower because I didn't clamp the, the, the poop thing on properly yeah Yeah, mcdonald's wouldn't be half as bad they're not taking my money for union dues and guess what when you get a raise the raise is on 14 dollars. it's not on fucking 7.95 or whatever the fuck they decide is the real money they're paying us goddamn shysters outrageous yeah you could pick your own shifts too anyways all i know is i would love to be i would love to look like a minority just because then i could fuck up orders for fun you know what i mean and you can't give me shit like a boss could tell me a job and i could just fuck it up you know, and like yeah. I fucking told you already. I'm like, oh, so sorry. Don't know. No, no English. Excuse me, sir. But no English. Shit. You know, and they're like, fuck. And then you tell and like, what are you going to do? You're going to yell at me. 
you know, because yeah, that's the fastest way to sit down with HR. They're going, what are you doing yelling yeah. at him? This is a hate crime. He's a, you know, like that's where I say, where does my, where does my white privilege come in there? I want to be a minority. I want to yeah. get away with just not knowing, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> that way you could fuck with people too. Like I said, you know, I'll have a, I'll have a, have a small fry. Okay. Uh, two pie. No, fuck. No, two fries. Yeah, two pies. So good. You know, or do the East Indian Ash? Two pies, my friend. Two pies. You know, I want, I want fries. I want French, French, you know, fries. Fresh, fr- I want fr- fries, small fry. No flies. Pies. Fresh. Fresh. No flies. Fresh. No, I want, I want French fries. Ah, shit. No English. Hell with it. You know, I, mean, I would have so much fun. Just fucking around with people. And they can't get mad at me because then they're racist because we live in the Me Too climate. And again, I'm all for Me Too. You know, if you had a bad experience, speak out. But I'm just saying, at the end of the day, everyone's also afraid to just call bullshit on bullshit because, like, why does this guy work here? You know? That's what I'm saying. Like, that's it's the thing, you know? That happens most of the time. Like, you know what I mean? You try to order something because they always say, like, 99.9% of the time, when you're speaking through a speaker yeah. and you say something, that, especially me, I have a low voice. I don't know if your crowd knows that or not. No, we can we can actually hear you. You're coming through my headphones. Yeah, I think this is the loudest you've ever been. And Auphonic, <laughs> my my post production thing is going to make you even louder. Okay, but uh, like every single time I order something in the drive through, it's like they never get it. They always say the wrong thing. So that's why that's just hilarious to me because it happens to me every single time. How do you? What do you order? Where do you? First off, what restaurant is your 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 go to drive through? Is it McDonald's? Oh, uh, I guess, yeah, McDonald's, anywhere, to be honest. Yeah, well, well, what do you, you order? Hi, McDonald's. I'm, I'm kind of, I'm a big guy. I just go anywhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but if you go to McDonald's, be like, hi, McDonald's, can I take your order? And then I say, like, I don't know, to be honest, but if I say anything, they always say the opposite you thing. Don't, you don't know? You don't know? What's your order? Like, you get, are you a Big I, Mac guy, a quarter pounder, you get the fucking McNuggets there? I always switch it up, to be honest. I never, ever get the same thing. Well, that's good. Yeah. Maybe that's where they always get confused. They hear your voice. And he's back. <laughs> he's back. What does he want this time? Recently, I've been starting to get the filet fish Yeah. I don't know why. I, so I, what I do you get? You go filet fish and they go, what do they give you? Usually, they just say something random like a chicken burger. And then I'm like, not nah, a McChicken. And I'm like, nah, nah, filet fish And I just have to scream back at them. <laughs> oh, we can hear you that time. Oh, we can hear you, filet fish because yeah. McChicken and filet fish none of those Mix, those right? don't rhyme at all. Yeah. Fish, all. McChicken, filet, filet. And the funniest mm. thing about the whole thing is that it's not even like, it's not even an immigrant. It's just a regular teenager. Oh, they just don't give a fuck. Yeah, exactly. They're like, that. fuck this guy. I can't leave. I'm not going to let him leave either. That's what I do. I'm stuck here. He's not going anywhere. Oh, is that the wrong thing? Guess what? I'll 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 tell the big fucking socially awkward guy in the back. You want to go tell him? He's weird. You can talk to him. He just we just take whatever he gives us. We just take because we figure if we tell him, listen, man, this isn't right. He gets all fucking mongoloid yeah. mad. <laughs> Starts swinging those big meat arms of his. Honestly, like even a couple days ago, this is like on the same topic. I was at McDonald's and I had like uh, buy one get one free coupon. Those are the or best. Like, you know, the two meals or whatever. Yeah. So it was me and a pal. And then after I go and I say the order, everything, and I pay. And the lady doesn't ask for the coupon, right? Yeah. 
So then after after she pays, she clearly finds out like, oh, I didn't ask for the coupon, and I give her the coupon, and then she's like, uh, do you know anywhere that says the uh the uh the province on here? Is this from Ontario? This coupon? And yeah. I'm like, are you serious? Like, are you gonna hold me up in this draft and make me look behind me just to know where the province is on the coupon, which I already paid for? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, that one. I was actually pretty mad. I was like, you clearly gotta be kidding me. You clearly got to be joking. And you can look right on the coupon. It says right on the bottom where the province is. Yeah. I mean, I'm a fat fuck. I've had a lot of McDonald's coupons in my time, but uh, I mean, I know where to find them. <laughs> what I don't like is the mobile app. Oh, let's bitch about McDonald's. This was, this is called the, uh, the fat fuck fired up part. Uh, I'm all <laughs> mad. I'm a big angry fat guy. You know, I have a problem with McDonald's. I find on the mobile app that... <laughs> Uh, licking my fingers. <laughs> I can't lose any of the salt. I'm hateful that salt. Anyways, um, no, it's like uh, one of the things that bothers me about the mobile app is that even though I set my location in my favorite store is Ontario, um, it'll half load it with Quebec offers. Okay, so I'll get, I'll see something. I get all, ex- what's that? Probably. That like so close to the border? Yeah, probably. I'm like a, yeah. like a, like a Gatineau Mexican. Um, but no, the whole idea is that, 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 yeah, I guess we're close to it. So, but half the offers, when you load them up mobile, you're like, oh fuck, buy one, get one. And you go to click on it and give them the code. They're like, I'm sorry. And then you look in the fine print. Oh, Quebec only. Why is this on my phone? Why don't I tell you when I'm in Quebec, when I'm in Quebec, why don't you recognize? I gave you McDonald's app. I gave you way more access to my personal information than I should have. You have access to my location. You know where I am. Why the fuck are these offers on here? Oh, I'm mad. Oh, I'm mad. Well, what do you need to fucking, yeah, that's the thing. I, I know there's so many people going like McDonald's, you fat piece of shit. And you're mad that the coupons, you just can't read. You're so fucking, you're so fucking busy. You won't get off your ass and go inside. You're mad sitting yeah. in a drive through fucking yelling, getting your face all red. Cause you got high blood pressure and you go throw, buy one, get one. That's what you need. You need two. You fucking piece of shit. Tubby garbage dump. That's, that's basically what I say to myself. As I'm frustrated, I'm going, what's the matter with you? Why are you so mad? You tubby piece of shit. Park the car, go in and get a salad. Better that walk home, make some food, garbage dump. That's what you are. You're a goddamn garbage dump. You're yelling at somebody who's going to be standing in that window for the next 40 years. They're not going anywhere. They're not going anywhere. You think you got it bad? Look at this person in front. And they're smiling. That's the thing too, Josh. You're a piece of shit. They're smiling and you're fucking mad because you're fucking, yeah. See, that's what I'm trying to say, buddy. That's my problem. I'm I'm angry with no reason to be. I'm a big, fat, American-looking motherfucker. (laughs) It would have been perfectly perfectly fine if she asked me before. But after I already paid, like, I know you don't give a shit. Like, why are you wasting my time? Yeah. That's the worst. Yeah. I don't know. I think, yeah, that's the worst. Not not cancer and bankruptcy. No, no, no. You know the worst is you already paid for your McMuffins. (laughs) And then she's all like, do you have the coupon? Yeah, here's the coupon. Well, where's this part? Oh my God, can't you read? No, that's why I work at McDonald's. I'll punch the order in and I can't read the screen to see what the fucking sandwich is. So yeah, I look and I go, it's one thing. I'll put one thing in the bag. You know, I got the number right. This Two is the five. wrong. Two yeah, this is the wrong, uh, this is the wrong thing. Yeah, but it's not the wrong number. <laughs> it's the right amount of things. Right, sir? Um, <laughs> That's how that's how people that's how people in dumb places work. So, anyways, yeah. You always, you always have to refer to the two pies. Two pies. <laughs> two pies. I said small fries. Oh shit! <laughs> no English. 
Ah, <laughs> uh, all right, buddy. I'm going to get back to this goddamn um, podcast. Listen, I'm glad you got to sit on the podcast. Now you can listen to the first half of it. And you won't be on it. And then you'll you'll hear this rambunctious tirade that we've had together. I'll be good. All right, buddy. I will be there tomorrow. I haven't quit yet. Yeah. Yeah, I'll be there. I'll be there. I'll be there to drive you and Corey crazy and uh, and to set a good example for our un- unfunny friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'll be there too. See you tomorrow. All right, buddy. I'll see you tomorrow. Cheers. Ah. Oh. So it's fun. He's a good kid. It makes me laugh. And I think he's of all of us, he's the one who's going to be fucking actually making it through to the, uh, the final rounds of the goddamn training. Um, I, uh, I'll leave it at that. Fuck it. An hour, an hour in I had some last man. It is fun having another person on the podcast. You don't think I knew that. Um, so I've talked to you guys comedy wise. I've told you what's going on with the air Canada thing. It's going to drive me crazy for a while, but all right, it is time. <coughs> Fuck. Sorry. I was hoping this would come in while I was choking. Oh, my partner's at PortablePress.com, Uncle John's Bathroom Reader. And this week, I've been spending so much time working with machines and learning about machines and airports and all sorts of things like that. Why not read from Uncle John's Robotica? Mechanical marbles and mind-melting machines of the past, present, and future. Um, and the funny thing, too, is I, uh, after like looking at all these big machines, all this heavy stuff, I get in my brand new vehicle that I thought was fucking high-tech and fancy. And it is. I'm, 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 don't get me wrong. It's just funny after like reading all these things about like, you know, million dollar machines and how they work and stuff like that. And then you just sit in your car and you're like, huh, well, this thing seems a lot smaller and safer than it once did. I know I'm not worried about getting sucked into my car and then blown out the other side of salsa. So, um, and it is a Honda. So why not? Hey, I found this cute little article called the evolution of Asimo and Asimo, if you don't know, is Honda's robot. So Honda is best known for its inexpensive cars, but since 1986, the company has also tinkered with robots. With the secretive E-Series project, Honda has created an increasingly advanced group of robots. The first, E-Zero, a bipedal robot capable of walking in a straight line. Getting down the human giant, oh sorry, getting down the human gate uh, is a notoriously tough challenge for roboticists. E-Zero required a full five seconds between steps. The E1 followed in 1987, which left E0 in the dust, able to trot a blistering pace of 0.15 miles per hour. By the time the project reached the E6 in 1993, Honda's robots could step over obstacles and slowly negotiate stairs. However, Honda kept it all secret. None of this progress in humanoid walking robots was revealed to the public until 1996 when it launched the P-Series. The project culminated in the debut of the company's best-known bot to date, Asimo. Uh, A-S-I-M-O, just so you know, a high-tech automaton that has been rightfully called the world's most advanced humanoid robot. The original Asimo, which debuted in October 2000, could walk at speeds of up to 1.8 miles per hour. Unlike Honda's prior robots, it had a nifty new feature called predicted uh, movement control, so predicted movement control. Um, this provided increased and more natural joint flexibility and a more human-like stride for the pint-sized robot, which resembles a kid in a spacesuit. In the years that followed, Asimo vowed, sorry, wowed audiences around the globe during public appearances at events like the annual Consumer Electronics Show in Las Vegas. Since 2005, Asimo has also regaled crowds with a daily 15-minute demonstration at Innovations, an exhibit, sorry, an exhibit at Disneyland. Uh, Honda rolled out the latest Asimo in 2011. This book is probably a few years old now, uh, cause I'm, I'm sure I've seen some more things of Asimo since then. Uh, Honda rolled out the latest Asimo in 2011. The current flagship robot is about the size of an elementary school child standing at four feet, three inches and weighing 105 pounds. 
And it also makes the once incredible E0 seem like a toy that a school child would play with. The new Osimo can run at speeds of up to 5.6 miles per hour. It uses two cameras mounted on its, in its head to recognize faces and gestures. It can also shake hands, grasp objects, maneuver an uneven surface, sorry, maneuver on uneven surfaces, recognize certain sounds, and even answer simple yes or no questions by nodding. Honda hopes that with con- continued development, Asimo will one day serve as an assistant to all people with disabilities. It may also be able to venture into dangerous environments like forest fires and toxic spills where humans fear to tread. But right now, Asimo is a symbol of inspiration to robotic students and engineers around the world, a testament to a fascinating, rapidly growing technology. And finally, there's kind of a little bonus uh, piece of info that they have here at the bottom of the page uh, called 0100110. Uh, which is binary, and I hope Red will email me and tell me uh, what the fuck she thinks of that, or what that means. Uh, at a 2006 unveiling of a wine-identifying robot in Japan, press conference... Uh, okay, hold on. Too many commas here. At a 2006 unveiling of a wine-identifying robot in Japan, press conference, a reporter and cameraman put their hands in front of the robot's infrared beam. According to the robot, the reporter tasted like ham, and the cameraman tasted like bacon. Two uh, clearly McDonald's customers, I would say. Uh, not part of the article, of course, that last piece. And that, my friends, is Uncle John's Bathroom Reader Robotica. <laughs> Mechanical marbles and mind-melting machines of the past, present, and future. Check out all the different things they have at uh, PortablePress.com. My partners at the Bathroom Readers Institute. Guys, who else do I work with? Talking about recording a set or uh, a special, uh, fuck, an album. God damn it. Uh, you know, at Absolute Comedy, well, my partner's at Absolute Comedy, guys, that's who, and I got shows coming up in uh, August in Toronto, uh, November in Ottawa, I'll let you know my kinks and dates when I have them. In the meantime, check out absolutecomedy.ca. Absolute Comedy is the best live stand-up comedy from across North America, with locations in Kingston, Toronto, and Ottawa, Ontario. These comedians have been featured on Just for Laughs, Netflix, Comedy Central, CBC's The Debaters, Jimmy Kimmel Live, Conan, the Comedy Network, and much, much more. Go to absolutecomedy.ca to see this week's lineup. Planning a night out is easy with dinner and show packages available at all locations. Live comedy is a great choice if you're organizing a celebration, fundraiser, company outing, or corporate event. Want the show brought to you? They'll send comedians to your venue with performances tailored to your event, creating a night of laughs your guests will love and won't soon forget. So for showtimes, ticket prices, gift certificates, special shows, and more, head to absolutecomedy.ca. Again, that's absolutecomedy.ca for the best live stand-up comedy from across North America. <coughs> wow. You know how hard that was to hold that coffin all that while? Man, oh man. So, yours truly this week will continue to go back to training. To gather more stories of frustration and things like that. Like this this week, we've learned like fire extinguisher safety, hazardous materials on planes. We haven't learned how to do the job, you know, most of the job stuff yet. Um, We're learning about the different like symbols on the landing strips and stuff like that. Like you think I was a pilot, but no, you wouldn't, but you'd think we were training for something a little more intense than what we're doing. And again, um, uh, the amount of shit we're learning for this job is, is staggering. I could probably impress people at parties, but I'm starting to learn stuff about the benefits and and whatnot. And, and I'll be honest with you guys, I'd be lying if I didn't say, you know what? Part of me is like, you know what? What if I just fucking tough it out? Get a career at a place like Air Canada. You know, it's not going anywhere. They're not going to be like, well, guys, turns out nobody wants to fly anymore. Then again, the Air Canada could have a terrible, I guess they could have a really bad PR thing. Somebody could touch somebody, you know, me, you know, can, can they, you know, Air Canada, me too. So, uh, Part of me is just, you know, like I, I, 
I want it to work with comedy. You know, I want to be able to do stand up. I want to be able to do the Air Canada job. Part of me is worried that, like I said, these these two shifts. I think that's what I was getting at right before uh, that would called is that uh, you know I don't want to do like two shifts. Um, I don't want to, I don't want to do five shifts of four hours. I'd like to. I would love to have done three. That's the kind of part time job you want. It's part of the time, not all day, every day. There's something about waking up and knowing that you owe part of your day somewhere that sucks. You know, so I'd rather owe more time three days a week. You know, they were talking about how one of the guys was saying, uh, we have two trainers, but only one of them is in the room most of the time. The other guy sort of down the hall, he'll be training us later. He, uh, he was saying that he believes that the shifts that are available, you know, for us newbies, right? So what's left is like a five and two where you're Monday to Friday, 4.30 to 8.30 PM or sorry, four to 8.30 PM. And I'm like, to me, that's garbage. Cause that's, that's horrible for standup. If I have a week of shows, you know, or, or trying to do any one nighters on like Friday, it's like, you know, I, I can't be at work till eight 30, which means I don't even get back into the, the city for nine. That's that would, and then that's like six months, right? That you're, you're just, doesn't even matter what job they give me forget. I might end up on a shitty job, whatever it is. I'm at the airport during those hours of comedy. So that's tough. That would kind of be a death sentence for this job. That would almost be like a deal breaker. So I'm, I'm trying to get an idea of what there is. Uh, Dowd's great. So, uh, turns out, so you guys want to know sometimes when I bitch and saying I have bad luck, um, it's all based on seniority, but of course Dowd and I are brand new to the company, you know, um, neither one of us has any more seniority over that. However, they just have this cute little system of how they randomize, uh, your employee number and they switch the last two digits and whoever's number is larger, um, is less senior. Like they go by the smallest, smallest number or the highest. Well, turns out I'm dead last. If all three of us make it through this course, I'm dead last, which means I get last pick of what shifts I want. Um, you know, at air Canada. So I could end up with a shitty job and I can end up with shitty shifts. Um, you know, doubt if you're still listening, I hope you're listening to the podcast after, uh, after you, the portion where you hung up, uh, you know, if you're, if you're easy with whatever, buddy, I will happily, happily take the shifts where I can still do stand up comedy and uh, work here in Canada. I'm bad. Look at me. I'm two days in. I'm already begging. Yeah, buddy, let me, let me, let me see what we can do here. Let's, uh, let's work something out, you know? And I'll, I promise to always take the shitty shifts. You don't want, Oh, look at, look at this guys. I'm letting you guys peek behind the curtain. Anyways, that's been the podcast for this week. I hope you guys have a great week. I'm going to go back to fucking sky college for the rest of the week. Um, this Saturday I have a heckle hole coming up in, uh, uh, Renfrew. I'm very excited about it. We did it last year with Brendan McKeegan. This year I'll be doing it with, uh, Mike Tamafi, another, uh, comic, very funny guy, but he's an up and comer guy, but I think he's a good for this roast thing. So, <coughs> excuse me. I'm going to bring Mike Tamafi with me. I'm going to shoot the shit. I'm going to have fun and make fun of golfers. Uh, yeah, be a comic. I'm fucking excited. And, um, on that note, you guys do a great week. I hope you kill it with whatever you're doing. I hope this episode of the podcast is a nice big jump back into positivity and fun and conversation, all that fun shit. Uh, you guys have a great week. I'll talk to you later.